Yo, 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 JC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventures crew, led by Honky Zack Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hey ho and hello everybody. Welcome to the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. I am your host Lynn and this is the podcast where I talk about how much I love the show Ghost Adventures and recap all the fun and evidence of the show. So this is episode 66 of the podcast and we are going to be recapping the episode from season 25, episode 14, Steinbeck House Haunting. Ooh, a haunted house. You know how I love haunted houses. And this is the childhood home of John Steinbeck, who is an author of Grapes of Wrath and of Mice and Men. He won the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1962. So pretty famous, great author. If you haven't read Grapes of Wrath, it's really good. I recommend it. So this is his childhood home. He was born in this house and his mother died in this house. His He was born in 1902 and his mother died in 1934. And now this house is a museum and it's a restaurant and it's in Salinas, California. So if you are in Salinas, California and you need a bite to eat, go check out John Steinbeck's house. All right. So it starts off with this quote from Steinbeck saying, The house in Salinas is pretty haunted now. I see things walking at night that is not good to see. So right off the bat, John Steinbeck himself saying that the house is haunted. So Zach starts off the episode talking with a docent at the museum named Dale Bartoletti. He asks Dale about the quote and says, what do you think he refers to when he's talking about, you know, things walking at night that you shouldn't see? And Zach goes on to say, I think that must mean some kind of spiritual entity in the house. And Dale just sit there and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is going to be a stimulating interview. But he picks it up a little bit. So next, Zach is interviewing him. And while he's interviewing him, which is interesting, you see a dark shadow move the tablecloth in the dining room right behind him. It's like this little dark shadow that comes out of the corner of the screen. And you can see a little shift in the tablecloth and then it goes away. So that was interesting. And then Zach asks what Steinbeck had seen when he was there. Had he said anything? And the, Dale's like, I can't say what's inside his head. I'm like, okay, great. Another great answer. But then he's like, the man's mind was so different than anyone else's. So that's what he meant by that. But I was like, come on, dude, get some answers here. So they talk about when his mother died. I guess she had a stroke and was very sick and went to the hospital. And they sent her home, basically, to die, I guess, because she was paralyzed and bedridden. And John and his wife came to town and stayed in the house and took care of her. 
And John Steinbeck said when he was taking care of his mom, he saw some kind of translucent shaft of light over his mother. Then, right after she died, he saw that translucent shaft of light come through the room, went through the dining room, and into the kitchen. So, whatever he saw, we don't know. Was that her spirit leaving her body? Was that another spirit coming to collect hers? You know, because maybe it showed up earlier and was like, oh, not time yet, but she's getting close. And then when she did die, it came to get her and then shot out through the dining room and the kitchen. Who knows? But that's interesting, right? Okay, so in 1972, the house became a boarding house for young women. And one woman repeatedly woke up to see a bright white light in her room. And another one woke up and was terrified to see a six-foot-tall white-haired apparition. Who this white-haired apparition was, we don't know. Was it John Steinbeck? In the restaurant part of this house, there's a chef named Augie Rodriguez, and he says he does not like to be left alone at night in this kitchen in the house. They interview him, and he says that he feels, when he's there in the kitchen at night, he feels a presence of someone right behind him. And he said he feels like his skin pops or something, which I thought was an interesting description of like when you get goosebumps and your hair is standing on end. I think that's what he's referring to because it, it does feel kind of like that, right? Like your electricity going through your skin might pop or crackle or whatever. So I thought that was kind of a nice way of describing that. And they say in this restaurant area, like in the dining room, some people have seen a girl, a little girl in a blue mist. And they talked to some, a couple of visitors who were there. They talked to him via Zoom or Skype or something. And a boy named Zachary and his mom, Dina. And Zachary, and Zach's like, great name, Zachary. And he's like, yeah, it's the best name. Um, Zachary goes on to describe the little girl. And I guess he had said to his mom, hey, mom, how did that little girl get up on top of that picture? Because apparently he saw this girl sitting on top of a picture, like a picture frame. Like, I don't know how a little girl would sit on top of there, but, you know, a young boy sees that. He's like, I don't know. And he said it was a girl. She was all blue, right? Everything about her was blue, except she had these black holes for eyes. Like her eyes were completely black, which is so scary. And this dining room happens to be the same room where the mom died. So bon appetit, right? So Zach was like getting so worked up. He like was like, everybody out of the building. We're just going to start some investigating right now because they were feeling all these things and all this, these interviews were happening. And, you know, there was that shadow that happened during the interview. So he's like, okay, let's just clear the building and just start doing some investigating. And before they can even get settled, like the cameras are just turning on, they're just kind of getting things going. There's like energy like they're feeling all this energy, like this entity is being, making its presence known. And they're like trying to get everything set up. And they're like, oh my God, you feel that? You know, so Zach starts using the EMF detector because he's like, there's like so much energy in here. And he's like, the EMF detector starts going crazy. And it, it goes all the way up to 11. It goes to 11. So there's like these pockets of energy 
So they were feeling this energy and then the piece of equipment detected energy as well. And then Billy says he feels like this energy walked right through him. Scary. And he was like, oh my God, I, I felt like it just walked right through me. Aaron starts using the Ovilus 5 and he says, who's here? And on the Ovilus, he gets the word crash and lady. Huh? So they took that to mean the mother who died there. Maybe she's the lady that they're getting her energy um, who's talking to them. And then Zach says, like, let's go upstairs and see what's going on up there. And as he starts to even climb the stairs, he says he feels like there is there are spirits there and they are objecting to them being there, which, you know, no one wants to feel unwelcome, right? But that's the feeling he's getting. So Zach decides he's going to get the boom mic and see if he can hear anything happening upstairs. From the boom mic, he hears a knock and then a growl is pretty freaky. Like you can hear the knock pretty clear, clunk. And then like a couple seconds later, it's like, that was pretty scary. I had like total goosebumps. I'm like, oh my God, that's not something you want to hear. So then they go upstairs and Aaron gets totally scared by a china cabinet. I think he saw his reflection or the reflection of the camera or something in the china cabinet and he freaks out. And then he gets really, really angry. Like he just starts getting super angry. So Zach is mysteriously focused in this other room, this like a bedroom or something, where there's a doll in a chair. And he gets focused on this doll. And then he starts to get angry. And he starts yelling, like, where's Billy? Where's Billy? And Aaron's like, he's downstairs. He's like, what is he doing down there? Tell him to get up here. You know, so he starts yelling. And he gets super angry. And, and he says he feels agitated. And Aaron... Aaron says, man, this house is definitely haunted and it's charged and it knows we are here. So, da-da. So they start going into the different rooms and all of a sudden they notice in this one little room there are two mirrors facing each other and a little table, like a little um, dressing table or something that's facing one of the mirrors and... Zach is like, holy cats. And Billy is like, holy cats. They're like, you know what this is? They set up these two mirrors so that they would be reflecting each other constantly. And Zach is like, this is a psychomantium, which means there's an endless loop of reflection. And they use that as a portal because it's like, it's endless, like, you know, it's like opening up a doorway right? Into infinity. So Billy says, it's an infinite reflection. They go outside to assess because now they're like, oh my God, this, this house is creepy. And they're thinking, is this house a portal? And was John Steinbeck born into a house that was a portal? Or like, did this happen later? We don't know. But there's something going on in this house. That is for sure. So day two, they start reviewing the evidence from the first day and they're reviewing it with Dale, the docent. And in the meantime, Aaron and the, one of the electrical engineers on the staff named Jeff go down into the basement to investigate because they hadn't been there yet. So they're using like a digital recorder and an XLS camera. So upstairs, Billy and Zach are with Dale reviewing the evidence and they 
explain to him that they're using a device that's called an ITC device where it gets the frequency sweeps, kind of like spirit box or the polter pod where it gets like different kind of frequency sweeps and then voices can come over those sweeps. And they got a voice, they showed, they played it for Dale. They get a, a female voice and it sounds like an older woman, but not frail, like a more of a forceful older woman. And it says a three syllable word, but you can't understand what it is, but it's something and it's creepy. And then they're showing him some evidence where Billy was taking some pictures on a digital camera in the room with the doll where that doll was. And he caught like this red orb that was just floating there and they couldn't debunk it. So they didn't know what that was. Like it's just caught on this camera. So Aaron's down in the basement and there is a bed that was apparently John Steinbeck's bed. Cause like, remember they, this is a museum too. So John Steinbeck's bed is down there and Aaron's like, is this your bed? You know, trying to make communication with Steinbeck. And Jeff is shooting him with this XLS camera. And you see Aaron's stick figure, right? He's mapped in with a stick figure. And all of a sudden, his stick figure self stretches all the way up to the ceiling and then shoots back down, which is very strange. It's like, what was that? Like, why did that happen? So back upstairs, we're still reviewing evidence with Billy and Zach and Dale. And Zach has said that he left a spoon propped up on this dresser. And I think it's the same room where the doll is. So there's a little dresser with like a wash basin, things like that. So there's, he sets up a spoon, he props it up. And there's also a digital recorder on that dresser. And the camera is on the spoon and everything. And you see the spoon fall down, like fall over. Which, you know, that could be paranormal. Or that could have just been the spoon falling down. Wasn't, I wasn't sure how secure the spoon was. Anyway, but you don't know. But that digital recorder catches a voice right after the spoon falls. And it's a super, super creepy female whispery voice. And it's like, and it's like, what was that? Like, I had so many chills that it actually brought tears to my eyes. You know how like you get so scared that you all of a sudden get tears in your eyes. Super scary. So I was freaked out by that. Like that's not a voice you want to hear like ever. So that was pretty amazing. So now we're back down in the basement with Aaron and Jeff. And they are in the basement and they hear like a doorbell ring. Or maybe it's a, um, it's like a sensor, you know, when someone comes through the door you know, in, in stores and things, when someone comes through a door, it goes ding, ding or something. But this is like a ding, ding. Like it almost sounds like a doorbell. So they hear that just go off in the basement. So they're like, what the hell? Why did that just go off? So they go to investigate the door. You know, there's nobody there. So they start to shoot the XLS camera toward the door. And as Aaron is standing there and his XLS figure is caught there, his uh, the upper body of Aaron again stretches up really high toward the ceiling. Very strange. Why this is happening? It's very strange. We don't know. It looks like there's a figure then that shows up on the wall and maybe crawls up the wall to the ceiling. So this one's like separate from Aaron. It's very strange. XLS figures. Awesome. But 
this is really strange. Like, why is Aaron's body stretching? Very weird. So they're outside talking about the stuff they are just going through. And they're outside the home and Jeff and Aaron are explaining what they saw and this, the weirdness of the stick figures and all this stuff. And as Jay is shooting Aaron and Jeff talking about the stuff, he catches this black figure, like a shadow figure, run behind the bushes next to the house. It totally looks like someone running down like the, the sidewalk or the path or somewhere between the bushes and the house. And it looks like it, they say it looks like it goes into the basement. It's hard to tell where it goes from our, our vantage point, but it like totally runs by. It totally looks like a person running by. Very, very creepy. It's like, who is this? Who is this person? Why, who is this shadow figure that just runs by? That's so weird. So goosebump again, right? Okay, so now is the official lockdown. So Zach decides he's going to use a boom mic to sweep the house. And Aaron starts following him with the camera. So Zach is, tr- is trying to con- make contact with John Steinbeck. And he's asking him, asking him all these questions. And he's shooting the mic up the stairs again. And he hears, like, it sounds like these weird, like, scratching noises. Like, things are moving upstairs, right? It sounds like something moving, like, almost like crinkling or scratching. And then he hears some knocks. And then what I heard, what sounds like footsteps up there, sounds like the floorboards creaking, like like step, 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 crack, cracky, cracky. And then two very clear, very distinct knocks, just knock, knock, right? And Zach, he's like, he says he's tripping out, you know, and all of a sudden he's ice cold. So he's like, oh my God. And he hears the, the boom mic then picks up two more knocks. And Zach is like, I am scared stiff right now. He's like, I'm so cold. Like, this is crazy. So then they go upstairs and all the noises stop. So Aaron, he goes out to nerve center and leaves Zach alone upstairs. Because Zach's like, well, maybe, you know, doesn't want to communicate because we're both here. So I'll stay up here. You go, go out to nerve center. And Zach's up there alone and he's trying to make contact and because he he says he senses that the spirits are being very reclusive, like he has this feeling that they're being reclusive around them. So he goes and gets the XLS camera, and he comes back, and suddenly there's a big bang from upstairs, and he's not even upstairs yet. And of course, it's like every time they're downstairs, something happens upstairs, like. We ha- see that happen a lot. And the, then they'll go running upstairs and then they'll hear a noise downstairs and then they go downstairs and they hear a noise upstairs. But this time it's just like they hear noises upstairs and every time they go up there, nothing happens. It's not an upstairs, downstairs kind of thing, like sometimes. So he finally gets up there with the XLS and Aaron and Billy are with him too. And Aaron senses something is happening in the closet. And this closet, this is where like, um, Zach felt a weird energy and feels like the spirits are hiding in there or being reclusive in there, but they can't see anything in the closet. It's just this feeling about this closet, right? So Aaron then goes into the room with the creepy doll and he feels a cold mass all around him and energy around the doll. So Zach is shooting him with the XLS camera and you see Aaron's stick figure clearly and it looks like he reaches over for the doll when he's like what's with this doll and 
then his stick figure on the XLS once again changes like it doesn't just stretch up but it like leaves his body like steps out of his body and then gets really 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 tall and then very strange it seems to like turn toward the doll and shape shift into a four-legged creature and that creature kind of huddles over the doll and looks like it's attacking the doll really, really scary and really creepy. You're like, what the heck is that? You know, like what? And this time, I mean, this is like, was Aaron's stick figure. And now it's like this thing. And Aaron's not even mapping in anymore, which is very strange. So, I mean, this whole thing was very scary. And Zach was like, that was absolutely terrifying and compelling XLS evidence. He said, because Aaron was feeling this thing happening you know, he felt this energy, he felt something happening with the doll, and then they see it happen on the XLS. So it's like this evidence is proving that what they feel is true, like something is happening, it, and they can see it happening on this tool, right? This piece of equipment. So that's amazing. All right. So then Zach wants, because all this stuff is happening around Aaron, Zach wants Aaron to stay upstairs all alone, of course. Now that all this like crap has been happening to Aaron and he's terrified and Zach and Billy leave him upstairs and then Aaron tries to communicate. So Billy, Zach sends Billy down to the basement to kind of investigate those areas where Aaron and Jeff were in the back room. And also because they said that that dark shadow figure that ran by them, they said it it seemed to go down into the basement. So they want to go investigate that door again, the door with the doorbell sound and where Aaron's Aaron's stick figure also like shot up and like it was weird. Okay, so Billy goes down there and he tries to communicate with using the paranormal puck too because Billy has pretty good luck with the paranormal puck too. And sure enough, he's getting a, a lot of communication. He asks, are spirits present? And he gets the name Adam. And then he says, who is the female here? And he gets the name Melody. And then he says, who is in this house? And he gets the name Walter. It's like, how many spirits are in here, right? So then he says, tell me about this house. And then the ovalist says, poem, which is interesting because John Steinbeck was an author, you know, so he was a writer. And then he said, again, tell me more about this house. You know, like, is this John? Who, who, like, who am I talking to? Tell me more about this house to give me some clues. And the word evil comes up on the obelisk. Da, da, da. Nobody wants the word evil to come up ever. So then he asks, who was the black shadow that we saw? And the obelisk says, witch. All right. I'm just going to say that. Creepy. Creepy, right? Like, pretty compelling. Pretty creepy. Like, it seemed to be an intelligent, like, these seem to be intelligent responses. So, uh, back upstairs, Zach wants Aaron to sit in front of the mirror, the psychomantium, the mirror facing the mirror. So, he wants him to sit in the chair and stare into the mirrors. And Aaron says that he believes that whatever is up there and that keeps going into the closet came from the psychomantium. And as Aaron is sitting in the chair, Zach's camera catches a light anomaly, just like 
going past Aaron's leg. It kind of looked like he farted a light anomaly, but you know, it was just like a little ball of light that shoots from his butt across his leg. So Aaron starts to use a polter pod and he gets a voice, a male's voice that says, sit up. Aaron is sitting in a little chair and the voice says, sit up. And Zach's voiceover says, could this spirit be noticing Aaron's bad posture? I'm like, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> it was just funny that like Zach uses his uses this as an opportunity to give Aaron a little dig about his posture. And then as Aaron's sitting there and all this is happening, the camera that's shooting, that's behind Aaron and shooting the, the mirror into the mirror, into the mirror, into the mirror, into the mirror, the camera that's sitting there shooting just turns off. Ba-boom. And, and Aaron had just said, do something. You can use my energy to do something. And that's when the camera just shuts off. So Aaron's like, what the heck? This camera just shut off. So he turns it back on, expecting maybe that the battery drained or something happened. And that's why it shut off. But he turns it on and it's got a full battery. And he's like, oh my God, I just got the full body chills. And then he says that he, you see him like he kind of takes his mask off for a minute because he's still wearing a mask. And he, he says he smelled like something like oatmeal cookies. And then all of a sudden he started to smell something rancid. And that's never a good sign. When you, when you smell something rancid, that's usually like the sign of a demon or some kind of negative energy. We already heard from the Avalis that there's something evil there. And we've seen the black shadows. So we don't know what's, what's in there. It seems like there's a lot of things maybe in there. So he said that was super weird. He said it wasn't like sulfur necessarily, but he said it was really bad smell. It was a really bad smell. And then Aaron hears something and then the camera shuts off again. It's like, what? And again, he turns it on, still full batteries. And then he's like looking around because he hears something and then it shuts off again. So for the third time, like Aaron's getting freaked out. For the third time, the camera shuts off and is still got full battery. So something is turning off this camera, right? It's not, the battery's not dying. It's not like a malfunction of the camera. It's just turning off. So something is turning this camera off. So Aaron like getting super freaked out. So he's like, I got to get out of here. And he leaves the second floor. So he goes downstairs. So Zach starts using a camera that is, it's like an illuminated camera with full spectrum and IR light on the camera and so he's taking pictures all around like the downstairs the restaurant and everything and he captures because he takes series of pictures so you can you can judge whether you know this was in this picture this picture but not this picture this picture but not this picture right so he's got a series of photos of the same areas and like in the dining room area he he shoots a few pictures and you see nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden you see this dark shadow kind of lean in and it looks like maybe it touches the chair, like maybe it's going to move the chair, but then disappears. So it's like, oh my God, what was that? See, more, more shadow figures. What is in this house? So they try to de debunk it. Like, is it something coming from outside maybe? Was there a shadow from outside? So Aaron goes downstairs outside and you can tell he's like, really far down on the sidewalk below this window. 
So it's not his shadow. And plus there's like blackout curtains. So they're just trying to see if there's any way it could be a shadow from outside. But he's so far down, he's not creating any kind of shadow or anything that would be hitting that window. So they can't debunk it. Then they're like, we don't know what this dark figure was. So Zach was trying to capture the image of the little girl who was sitting on the picture frame, but he doesn't get anything about the little girl. He just gets that weird dark mass that looked like it might be grabbing the chair. So now Zach starts using the paranormal puck and he sits down and he's like, who he's sitting down on the table where they saw the, the dark figure just lean in and touch the chair maybe. So Zach asks the paranormal puck, the little iPad attached to the paranormal puck and says, who is in this room? And once again, he gets the word witch. And that's just like super freaky. Like what is going on? You know, you know, my feelings about witches that they're not, you know, we know they're not always evil, but because the Avalis had said evil and plus all these like dark figures are happening, maybe it is like the remnants of an evil witch. Who knows? Who knows? But nobody gets injured or scratched or anything like that. So we don't really know if there anything in this house is truly evil. But with this being like an open portal, things could be coming in and out all the time. Like evil things, not evil things could be happening all the time. I mean, already we had how many names come through that polterpod before or the obelisk. We had like three names already like come through the paranormal puck when Billy was using it, like Adam, Melody, and Walter. Like how many people are in there? And then he got evil and witch. So very strange. So this could be very well be an open portal where there are people or, or spirits, entities, evil, good coming in and out of this house all the time. That little girl, the little girl all in blue, like who was this little girl? And why was she sitting on top of a picture frame? You know, who was the tall white haired man that that the boarding house woman saw in the middle of the night? Very freaky. I don't know, but I, I would freak out if I saw anything like that. Okay, so then that is the end of the evidence in the episode. And then they end the episode with the John Steinbeck quote again about the house being haunted and seeing things walking at night that are not good to see. So I think pretty much they prove that this house is haunted. It's definitely got some crazy energies going on. It Most likely it's an open portal, maybe because of that psychomantium the psychomantium that they that is there with the mirrors or maybe it was a portal before we don't know it's a beautiful old house like it totally looks like a haunted house like a old victorian mansion with the wraparound porch and the turret it's gorgeous anyway so that was that episode it was great so i love haunted houses it's a fabulous episode lots of evidence lots of xls figures lots of evidence of shadow figures like running shadow figures caught on camera shadow figures caught moving a tablecloth voices caught on digital recorders and the polter pod I mean lots of really cool evidence and then of course you know their own sensations and then documenting those sensations being actually something by using the tools like immediately when Zach when they first got there and Zach was feeling all this energy and he got the X the um, EMF detector and it was spiking energies around him so there was something around him so awesome great episode I love it 
Love it. Love it. Good job, guys. All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, call this a good episode and uh, leave it at that. So please like this podcast, share with your friends, subscribe to the podcast, um, leave comments or something just to make this podcast easier to find for people. So more, more people will listen to it because I think, you know, especially those who like the show Ghost Adventures, I think they'd really like this podcast. So please share with your friends, share if you have a, a web page or a Facebook page. I know there's several Ghost Adventure Facebook pages out there. You know, tweet it. Follow the show on Twitter at I Love GAC Podcast or send me an email at I Love Ghost Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Tell me you're out there. Tell me your favorite episode. Tell me something. Tell me something good. Okay. And I really appreciate you guys. I really do. You're the best. And I am so happy you're listening and thank you so much. And I guess I'll just talk at you later. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks.